When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey hun, it's me, Danielle. I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. I am so excited. I've been talking with Katie for a while now, and we finally made this happen. It's going to be a little bit of a different episode today. Um, Katie, like, what got you to slide into my DMs? Come on the podcast. Uh, okay. First of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I've been listening to you like every week since you launched. Um, and I just really love what you're doing and I want you to know you're making a difference. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, I am an anti MLM junkie. I am like obsessed. I, I, I fell down the rabbit hole in 2020, right? Everybody was looking for new content to consume. Yeah. Um, and it started with listening to the dream podcast. Yeah. So I got into that and then I found life Af- after MLM and then I found you and Aaron B's and started watching like YouTubes and just like I, I obsessed. Okay. And I've never even actually been in an MLM, Yeah, but I am like, I am like your average basic consumer. I think I've done it all. I think there are a lot of people that are kind of like in the same situation as you that listen. Um, so I think that like, you know, let's dedicate this podcast to those people because there are, I know there are a good amount of people who have emailed or emailed or DM me and said like, Hey, Danielle, like I've never been an MLM, but like, I just really love your show, which honestly, just thank you so much. Those messages make me like, they really make my day. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't like to like talk about this too much, but like, I do do a lot of really like dark work for my real job. So like getting those messages really does 
really does um, inspire me to keep going and keep doing the podcast for, you know, however long this is going to keep going on for. And um, yeah, so just thank you. And thank you for being here. Um, Cause I think that we have a couple ideas of things that we're going to talk about that I think are really important and I'm just so excited. Um, but before we get into that, um, you have your own podcast and I just wanted to have you like talk about that just a minute before we get into anti-MLM stuff. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I do have my own podcast. It's new. It's called Call It Crazy. Um, and it's really just about telling good stories. I want to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, um, mental health, all of it. So yeah, Call It Crazy. Definitely check it out. Um, and I'm very excited about it. So. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm so excited. I just love hearing that people are like starting new podcasts because I mean, when you first start a podcast, it, like it's very difficult to like make any money. You might get like an anchor ad at the beginning, um, but it caps out really fast. Um, so you really don't get a lot. Um, but uh, it, it is eventually it's like if you build it up, it does turn into a business and you can make a little bit of a side income, which, you know, as we know, this is the whole point of like the anti-MLM community and like raising awareness about why MLMs are bad is because we want people to be able to get paid for the time that they put in. Um, and, you know, I, I just am so proud of you and I can't wait for you to grow. And I hope that you get to hit some of those milestones where it can be a little bit of a side business for you to do something that you love um, and, you know, maybe like help you pay for a microphone or something like that. It's so exciting when you get those milestones where you're just like, I can actually upgrade. <laughs> I mean, that's the goal. Yeah, no, I'm de I'm definitely really excited about it. But I think, I mean, I think a lot of people were probably inspired to launch podcasts, just watching like people like you and Roberta start these podcasts organically and grow. It's pretty inspiring. So yeah, very cool. Like, you know, the thing is, like, I hope that people know that there are people that want to listen to your story. Um, and so whether your story is an anti-MLM story and you want to come on a podcast like mine, or you want to start your own podcast and talk about some like, just like stories about your life, like yours, like people want to hear those. Like we want to know that we're not alone. And also but part of the reason that we're interested in like storytelling content is because we want to learn from other people's mistakes too. And it helps us learn and be aware of what's around us and to identify dangerous situations because I mean, not every like crazy story is going to be a dangerous story or like maybe the danger is like on a different level. Um, you know, there's like actual physical harm and emotional harm and, you know, just, oh shoot, that was, that sucked type of situations. Yeah. But, um, you know, we're all, anyways, the point is that we can always learn from each other. And I think that that's what's so cool about podcasts is that we get to learn from people that we would never have contact with otherwise. Yeah, I think, well, and I think people crave authenticity. People want real, um, they want to know the nitty gritty and they, and like you said, they want to be able to relate to people. So. Right, right. A lot of people want to know that they're not alone because it's, it's a lonely world. And especially during the pandemic, we were lonely people, like, which is a big reason people actually join MLMs is they're craving like that community and they're trying to find real trying. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, what <laughs> was like your first exposure to an MLM? Like what, what got you to like see the shiny object? 
Okay. So I actually remember the first time my mom was going, she got invited to a party and I was a kid. And I literally, I remember her being like, Ugh, I hate going to these parties because you have to buy something. And she told me that, like, she was already dealing with the dread of going to this party because she was going to have to come up with some money that she probably didn't have to buy the candle or, you know, whatever, the garlic press, whatever it is. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so I remember that. I remember going to a Mary Kay party when I was like a teenager. I bought my first makeup from Mary Kay. Um, later, I hosted a slumber party in college, you know, did all the fun sex toy stuff. I was an avid Herbalife user. Um, I used Rodan and Fields face wash. I bought the oils. I, in 2020, I started buying the nail strips. Like I never knew that there was an issue ever. And I've heard like, oh, it's a pyramid scheme, but like, what does that mean? It meant nothing to me. Right. And I think that like, we have so little knowledge about like we know pyramid schemes are bad but we don't really know what they are and even like even me as like an anti-MLM like creator in this space or educator or whatever you want to call me um it's very difficult to explain how pyramid schemes actually work because like that's not my special interest I guess like or like my like hyperfixation topic is not pyramid schemes but like I'm sure that there, there are other people that are really good at explaining it. So I don't want to say that all anti-animal creators are like me and like not able to do it, but I'm kind of babbling. Uh, <laughs> but it's hard. It's really hard. So I guess why don't, I guess, why don't you start by explaining what you've learned about pyramid schemes and I'll fill in anything that you missed. Okay. Um, oh my God, you're putting me on the spot. I know. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just... Like it's sorry it's important right because like you said you're really representing the average person who hasn't been in who is trying to figure out and trying to make sure that you're making good decisions moving forward in your life so I think that I would like no pressure I'm not I'm not trying to embarrass you or anything like that but I think it's important (laughs) because if you are representing like the average listener who is just like kind of consuming content and not in like the healing process of your journey um it's interesting for us to know like what messages we're actually getting across to people um and if it's working well I think the biggest thing is because I just thought okay it's a pyramid scheme whatever sure the people at the top are making more but like the people that are in it are happy they choose to be in it and they're still making some money like that's what I thought right but the statistics like I mean, what is it? 99% of people lose money. That's pretty like, that's a big statistic. Like that is fact. And I did not know that. And I don't think people know that. Like, right. that is a big deal. I did not know like that it was so culty. And I'm also like seeing instances of it because I have friends that are in MLMs and, you know, I care about them, um, but I'm seeing them like jump from MLM to MLM. And that's just proof of what you guys are saying. Right. right. It, the business model does not work. It's right. Not exactly. So like a lot of times people that are in MLMs, they'll make the argument that, well, like if you work a nine to five, like corporate job, you're in an MLM or you're in a pyramid schemes too, because like there's the CF- CEO and the CFO and the managers and the sales force, like, you know, like you have all of these like levels um, and it does create this nice little pyramid shape. Right. 
Um, so like the big difference is the way the money flows. And this is kind of where I struggle at explaining this. And I know that there are people that probably explain it better, but for the best that I can, when you purchase from a big corporation, um, what happens is like all of the money kind of hits the, that bank account of that, uh, organization. And then it accordingly like splits everything up kind of like an envelope system like you know from back in I don't know if other people did that but like I was a 90s kid I know what you're talking about that was how I organized (laughs) my money I was like okay like I'm gonna save up until I can get a car when I was like 16 I had a little envelope um so like it goes out and it pays the CEO and it pays the the workers and like it goes and it trickles like all the way down um and it like spreads everything out accordingly but in an MLM, what happens is like it like the money just doesn't really trickle out appropriately. It only like gives you just like a little tiny bit of the cut, which isn't like an appropriate portion. Um, so like most people and also the fact that you have to pay to like you have to pay to play in an MLM too. So like you're paying either fees, like companies like Beachbody, they have fees every month. You're paying like $15, $16 every month to just be a coach um, and access your quote unquote discount. But also in most of these companies, they're going to tell you, you don't need to do this. And sure you don't, nobody's holding a gun to your head. You don't need to make a purchase every month, but to be active, you usually do have to make some sort of purchase. So yeah, sure. I might get 20 bucks because you bought a kit, but then I also have to pay almost $200 to stay active. So that doesn't really work. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not math actually making mathing. money. It's really <laughs> not. Uh, Yeah. That, I mean, it's just, it's really disgusting. And now that my eyes are open, like I have stopped using MLM products. Like I'm done. I don't want to support that, but I still have, okay. Like, um, I still have a, a subscription to Rodan and Fields mm-hmm. and I just keep pushing it off. Um, and the product did work for me, whatever, but now I found alternatives and I just like, don't want to be about it. But so I used to buy from like a random and then my friend started selling Rodan and Fields. So I wanted to support her. Yep. So I switched my thing to her yep. and now I have to have this conversation with her or I don't, but like, I'm ready to tell people that I don't support MLMs. Like yeah. I'm already telling my closest friends, but I'm ready to like shout it from the rooftops pretty much. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So what I have people that will come to me all the time and they'll say like, I don't know what to say to people. So I have, let's talk about some of the different ways that we can respond to these people. Like going from like, well, we're probably not going to start with close friends. We're going to start with the random people that slide in your inbox. Let's start with those. (laughs) Because those are a lot easier. Um, There's a lot less stake um, involved. So what I do, so I have, okay. So first of all, I want to say everyone out here that's listening, like, we we are doing our due diligence. We're getting informed about things like that. It is not our jobs to educate every single person that slides into our inbox trying to sell us stuff. If you do that, I mean, some people, I, I don't get that many anymore. I think it's just because people actually notice that I am not going to do it because I'm very vocal on my like 
personal pages, but also have the podcast. So like most people have kind of gotten the hint now that I'm not going to buy from them. Although I do get occasional uh, party invites and I'm like, really? Do you, do you pay attention to me at all? <laughs> read the room, people. Read the room. <laughs> so on, I think it was in Roberta's Facebook page, Life After MLM, the group, somebody posted this response for people and I just have it saved in my phone. And if somebody comes into my inbox and I don't want to deal with it and I don't want to try to figure out how to be like diplomatic about the whole thing, um, this is what I send. And I'll put all a copy and paste this into the show notes too. Um, so it says hi, and then XXX. Um, also, this is like very reminiscent of my Hyundai's because I used to have pre-written out responses when I was uh in an MLM. <laughs> but honestly, this just saves me like the emotional labor of trying to figure out how I'm gonna reject someone. Like it's hard. Yeah. Okay, so hi, fill in the blank. I'm going to let you know that I'm a firm no to the oil, shake, superfood, whatever, offer. For the past two years, I've let all my friends and family know that I do not support any business with a direct sales approach. That includes multi-level marketing businesses. I wish you all the best and respectfully request that you remove me from any invitations or offers of that type down the road. Thanks. Sincerely, your name. Um, obviously, so first of all, I did not write this. I don't remember who wrote it, but thank you to whoever did, because I send it to my friends all the time that are asking me how to respond to things like that. Um, but like, this is really nice because you can obviously fix this up to match whatever you need to say, but it gives you a nice little template to be like, okay, I can be very direct. I can say yeah. no. Um, and make it very clear that I'm it's, not. It's short, it's simple, but it's very clear. I like that. Definitely. Yes. Send that yes. to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. Um, but like I said, I'll put that in the show notes. And like I said, I did not write that. Um, if the person who did write that wrote that comes forward and wants like direct credit, um, please feel free to let me know. I'm happy to shout you out and let people know that you wrote that um, because it's great. And I really do appreciate having that little simple dialogue. Um, like I said, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I have ADHD and like, I have a lot of like rejection sensitivity issues. And I know that a lot of people in MLMs have um, ADHD. So um, I just feel really sensitive to being like, no, it's terrible. And it's also hard because you want to like scream at them and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. I, I, yeah. So I also like follow friends and um, like, I like all their other stuff, but I won't like, you know, their MLM stuff. And the thing about these people is they're so, they're so good on their own. Like they could do their own thing. They could become influencers. They could do whatever they wanted. And it's like, why are you relying on this, you know? not good product. I don't know. Right. It's so crazy. They could do so many other things. And that's another reason I like your podcast is because you give options and you're, you're showing people other, like other ways they can make money. And I yeah. think that's really cool. I do. I do try uh, occasionally to have people, um, or, you know, I don't say no to people really when they come on, unless they like really don't like match up with what I'm trying to talk about. Um, but like if somebody has an idea or like whatever, and they're like, oh, I found this way that's like fairly easy to figure out how to make money. Like everything that we do is work, whether it's upfront work, 
or um, like work as you go. Like, you know, so say you write a book or something that would be what I would consider to be like upfront work. You have to do all of the work and then you do have to do work to promote your book. But like, hopefully the hard part is over. Yeah. <laughs> um, You know, or you can create a podcast and like, and that's like a mixture, right? Of upfront work and sustainable work because as you release episodes, they continue to exist. Um, But then you're still actively recording. So like there's, um, there's so many different ways that people can make money and do things. And it's just, I get, sorry, I'm all over the place today. But um, one of the things I also kind of wanted to talk about while we're on this topic is that it's actually, I don't, I don't know too much about like how to create like a brick and mortar business. Um, but I know that it's, I don't think it's as hard as we think it is. Like it's hard. I don't want to like throw any shade. Yeah, but more, but it's obtainable. It and is obtainable. People don't because- know that. If it wasn't obtainable, we wouldn't have any businesses to go shop at. Like we wouldn't have these new um, stores that are run by like locally owned people. Um, And I think that, you know, we never really hear too much about those people. And if anyone's listening that has like built a store from the ground up and wants to come on and talk about it, I would love that. Because I think that that's really interesting. And I would love to hear like some of the ins and outs of how that works. Um, I think, I think that's the appeal of the MLM though, yeah. right? It's the easy, it's the easy quote unquote way out. The business is already built for you. It sells itself, right? This is how they're selling it to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, you know, if we just put in a little more work at the beginning, like you said, we could really do something on our own, right? right. But they sell it as the easy way out and the quick fix. And we're always up for a quick fix. Right. Uh, the too good to be true, right? Right. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so have, how have you like responded to other, um, like MLM invites in the past? Like what's your initial reaction when people like, I am, try to get you? I'm your classic ghost. I just don't answer. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, so I just don't answer, but I really like your response. So I'm going to start mm-hmm. using that. Yeah. I, I, I really like that too. Um, like I said, credit to unknown author. <laughs> I've been sharing stuff like occasionally, but very occasionally, like I've shared like your podcast before, but I'm ready to do more. And I think the fear is like, I don't want to lose those friends that are in MLMs, but really they're not even like that close of friends, but I'm like still worried of the repercussion of it, I guess. Yeah. So I think this kind of sheds light back to my beginning uh, of getting out of my MLM stages and at that time I had a really good friend who was selling Zaya activewear um she also sold, sold Beachbody and I think she sold something else too but um she was she was one of my really close friends at the time and I I was I was buying Zaya from her and I was in her group and I let her know um as I started like posting and sharing and all this stuff and like when I started doing that I did like message her and I was like hey like I just want to let you know like this is not about you this isn't like directed towards you as a person I still really care about you and I wish you all the success in the world but I'm no longer going to be able to support um your MLM businesses and um I'm happy to talk about that more with you if you would like 
but um uh, unfortunately this doesn't align with my moral values anymore so um I'm gonna have to remove myself from the group did what did she say she was just like I totally understand thanks so much for letting me know um unfortunate I think that this is kind of a mixture of a multitude of things um and like I hesitate because I don't want her to like I don't think that she listens to my podcast but on the off chance that she does like I'm not trying to like talk shade about her at all like I really do like her as a person and I appreciate um her in general and but I think that we kind of like grew apart over time um partially because um, this, there's a little bit of backstory here of like, we had me and my husband had started our own little like accountability fitness group because, um, of our beach body story where we were like, oh, um, this, this beach body group is super toxic. We can like start our own group where anyone can do any workouts they want. Like if you want to do beach body workouts, sure, whatever. But if you want to write your own workouts or whatever, go to Zumba. Like this is just a place where people could like hold each other accountable so we had that group and that group slowly over time started to fall apart as um, me and Nick became more and more anti-MLM because all of those people were in MLMs. Um, most of them now listen to the podcast, have been on the podcast, um, either one of our podcasts um, and have gotten all the way out of the MLMs, but there are still a couple of them that didn't and like, I don't know, the it just felt too... MLME as time went on and uh, I think that the group just kind of yeah dissolved uh, yeah and when the group dissolved we kind of all parted ways and like that's kind of it but yeah like it wasn't it wasn't anything bad um I'm sure that there are people that are going to take that really defensively um, yeah well because you're you're like hating on their business, right? You're, you're, right. as they say, you're a hater. Um, right. <laughs> no, it's, it's their, it's, it's their dream, right? right? That's a big deal. Who wouldn't take that personally? Right. Well, and the other thing about MLMs too, is that you're encouraged to make the, the MLM brand you, like you are the brand. So like, literally that's what you're encouraged is like, you are now trying to sell yourself when you join an MLM. Um, it's not about Arbon or whatever. It's about it's it's about you being marketed. People want to join your team. They yeah. don't want to join Arbon. They want to join your team. I don't know how I never was recruited. So I've actually never been recruited, but I feel like I would be like the best MLMer. Like I'm all about like the the self improvement and the raw raw shish goomba. Like I am about that life. So I'm really surprised I never was recruited. Yeah, I am too, actually. <laughs> I think I would have like easily said yes. I mean, I think I would have said yes. So that's what's crazy. But I was never so approached. <laughs> you were really never. So you hosted all of those parties and you were never approached? Not that I remember. Well, I only hosted the slumber party. Okay. But I've been to, but I've been to all those parties. Mm. Yeah. No. Wow. I mean, I guess they say it at the end of their spiel, like if you're interested. But I was never like poached or anything. Mm-mm. Wow. That's so interesting too, because I mean, like kind of clicking into MLM gear, like if I were to host a party like that and you bought something from me, I would have followed you on all of your social media and then been like, oh my God, like followed up with you like weeks later, like, oh my gosh, how did you like that lotion? Like, isn't, isn't it fantastic? 
And well, then- a lot of this was before social media too, oh. though, really. I mean, like back in MySpace days. So oh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. That's true. MySpace was a whole different animal. <laughs> you know, I actually, well, this is like totally off topic, but I remember another thing I remember as a kid is going to my mom's friend's house and her entire garage was Avon. So like it was her roommate that sold the Avon and the entire garage was wall to wall, like floor to ceiling. I mean, she was just front loading, right? Or buying it all or whatever. And I loved going to that friend's house because I always got free product, right? Yeah. But that's like an a direct example of like people front loading. It's so crazy. Right. right. And I think that it's also a good example of how it started to like plant positive seeds for you too, right? Like you had this experience of being a kid and going to your friend's house and you would get all of this free stuff and you would probably use it. And you were like, this is fantastic. This is like, I'm just getting all these presents. And then, you know, it just creates a positive association with MLMs in the future. Well, and these names are, you know, Avon is like been around forever. Avon is like a household brand. It is. Right. So it's just like changing, you know, our view of that. But again, like the average person doesn't know. I saw TikTok yesterday and it was good. I liked it. But the guy was like, kind of being rude. Like it's 2023. How do you not know that this is, you know, a pyramid scheme and this and that and da, 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 da. And it's like, because people still don't know, like, unless you're down this rabbit hole, I feel like you really don't know. And even like, I'm telling my friends, like my best friends, I, I literally talk about it all the time mm-hmm. and they still like, don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I have friends too. Um, that like, know that I'm anti-MLM. They watch me do all this stuff. They like never really supported me through any of it. And then even after I've done all this stuff, I had one of my friends, she set up a, like a bachelorette party for one of my other friends and had all of these MLM reps come, or I think it was just one MLM rep who happened to rep multiple companies, which is typically not allowed. Um, But she was getting away with it probably because she was so low on the totem pole, that it didn't (laughs) matter. And she was like, like telling me about it and she was like yeah so I had this girl come and she had all of these things and then I was like and she was like Danielle you would have hated it and I'm just like why did you do that like why why would you do that you know that I educate about how these are scams why would you even tell me yeah (laughs) so like part of it is like why would you even tell me like that's so messed up but also like do you, did you not learn anything that I've talked about? Like, this is one of like my, like, well, really close circle of friends. So I was like, super offended. I was like, what are you doing? I don't think she listens to my podcast. So that's, (laughs) you know, I actually have a friend that was down the anti MLM rabbit hole years ago. Like she's done it all. She's seen it all, but she still consumes like, and she knows it, but she likes the product or whatever. And, and you know, I'm like, how can you know it and still I think that <laughs> on some level there are, so there are some people who like, okay. So anti-MLM is um a spectrum. There's a spectrum, right? Um, There's knowing and not, consi- like there's totally anti-MLM, like me, who's like, I won't even step in the door. Like, don't even look at me. Um, 
but then there are people that are still getting the products or like they'll get their products like their sister sells it and like the sister will like occasionally like give them stuff or they'll give them money for stuff or whatever because they really like the products like things like that or or just still uh getting it as a customer um and a lot of times people will say that they haven't found a dupe that they like um and you know what like that's okay like when you when you can leave like do like I I don't want to promote shame around using products you know um obviously there are some products that are really dangerous um in my opinion like Monet or Herbalife that have like really high risks um I can I consider in my opinion Plexus to have a really high risk because of what I've been through um there like there are I I also like there I don't know like there are MLMs that I do consider to be very dangerous like to your either physical health in some way um but then there are products like Mary Kay and stuff like that that like I mean, I'm sure that somebody will come and tell me that they had a really bad reaction to a product or whatever, but it's just makeup. It's just overpriced makeup, right? (laughs) It's just overpriced makeup. And like, if you want to buy overpriced makeup, like who am I to tell you not to? That's why I love like the dupe groups though. I mean, it gives people the alternative and that's, I mean, I think that's what that you guys focus on or the anti-MLM community is like giving people alternatives and, and other resources. So think that people also forget because you're shopping from your home which you know there's just so many pros to that but you feel like um when you get into an MLM website and you're working with a rep you feel like you're getting a really good deal um but if you're gonna spend that much money like go and look at other products like yeah it might not be exactly the same but like if you want to spend high quality product money on something like go buy a high quality product or like a mid-range product and it's going to be so much better most likely than what you're getting yeah Rodan and Fields is really expensive and like I probably did not have the money at the time to be buying it but I but I did because it, it did work for me but there's a lot of products that would have worked for me if I was willing to drop that kind of cash I had never spent that kind of cash on right. skincare I just before got, um <laughs> I just got the um the lash boost settlement check just came in for me. Oh yeah. Like, yes. That $164. I can't believe I spent that much money on stupid eyelash stuff. That's so funny, but you got your money. Yeah. The <laughs> most money I've probably ever made in a <laughs> Just kidding. That's not true. One year I did make over $600 and had to claim it on my taxes. So, woo-hoo. um, woo-hoo. <laughs> woo-hoo. <laughs> but like, you know, it's just like, it is so overpriced when you can buy what is it, Cerve or whatever at CVS for like ten dollars. Like, why yeah. would you spend two hundred dollars on face wash when you can buy a whole system? Like, if you want to, I'm just gonna go with Cerve, not an ad. Don't care about them, um, but it's the only one that I can think of. So, if you're gonna, you can go to Cerve and probably buy like a whole line of stuff for like fifty bucks. Yeah. And everything's overpriced. Like, I mean, the overpriced sex toys at the slumber party, right? The overpriced shakes for Herbalife. Like, it's just all overpriced stuff that you can find a million alternatives to at the grocery store. (laughs) Right. 
exactly and it's and also i think that target sells sex toys now too so all of the <laughs> target girlies that are obsessed with target you can go there now they um, really do sell it all huh yeah <laughs> i saw a tiktok that was talking about it the other day so i don't know that for sure um feel free to slide in my teams and let me know if i'm wrong but <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like, you know, you really, you really can, you can, you can find everything online or in stores, uh, for much cheaper. There aren't really that many products that are very MLM specific that you can't find somewhere else. Um, or like make yourself like, it's just, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of options out there. Yeah. So, um, the other thing I wanted to kind of talk about is like your friend. So like, how do you like approach somebody that you actually know and like tell them, um, obviously you could kind of take the approach that I said earlier. Um, but another thing that I've really been learning from other people in the anti-MLM community is asking questions. Um, because first of all, it takes some of the burden of ed- education off of you, um, like what kind of questions? So like, okay. So if it's it's hard without a situation yeah. in front of me. Well, so this is like a family friend, like Ben, mm-hmm. like a forever family friend, but I don't talk to her often. And she actually hasn't like been like blowing me up and asking like, Hey, are you going to buy or anything like that? Mm-hmm. I just keep pushing it off, but I just feel like I love her so much and I should give her a heads up. Yeah. Um, so it's hard. It's hard for that situation. I would probably go with like what I did to my friend and just say like, Hey, like I've been learning a lot more about, um, multi-level marketing business model. And, um, I just really can't support this business model anymore. It's not that I don't support you. It's that I can't support these companies. Um, and I really care about you. And if you would like to talk about what I've learned more, I'd be happy. I would happy to share. Um, but I just wanted to let you know, like that I'm not going to be purchasing from you anymore. And I, I really do care about you. And I, I, I hope that we're still okay. Okay. That was literally perfect. So <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to say. That's exactly yeah. what I'm going to say. Just go back and rewind the audio <laughs> until you write it all down. <laughs> Well, no, because it, it shows that you care and it shows, you know, it's not personal and that you, you know, you said, I've been learning that, you know, I've been learning these things. And I think that's really important. You're not just hating on their business. You're not just saying, you know, they suck. Right. You're saying the why. Right. Exactly. Um, But for like other people, what you can do is you can like ask questions. So like, oh, like, can you, so like maybe starting somewhere with like, oh, if they're trying to recruit you, oh, like, can you tell me like how much you're making? And they're probably going to say no, um, or something like that. And they'll tell you about how they make like six checks a year or not a year, six paychecks a month, um, or whatever, however many paychecks they say that they're getting, or they get paid immediately. Um, they kind of like divert off of that. But so you keep bringing it back. So if you ask a question, like, how much are you making? Or like, can I ask you how much you ma- you're making? Something like that. Um, and like, you kind of keep bringing it back. Like, obviously, if they say no, like, people don't have to disclose their financial stuff to you. But also, if you're trying to learn about a business, 
um, th these are questions that you should be able to ask. Um, so like kind of like that balance there of kind of knowing like this is something that a lot of people are told not to talk about, um, especially women are always encouraged to not talk about finances, um, which is the patriarchy telling you not to share with others <laughs> because they don't want us to have more information. Um, we should all be able to know. Like money is just money. It doesn't have any moral value attached to it. And we need to stop talking about it like it does. That's part of the problem. Anyways. <laughs> well, um, there's enough to be had by everyone. So there should be. Yeah. There should, there should be. be. <laughs> yeah, there should be. <laughs> um, but so like asking questions and kind of keep like poking the hole. And what this does is if you so when you're in it, if you're me. I'm always like riled up when these things happen and I get super upset and I think everything is like an attack against me. So even, and this is me talking about my position from being anti-MLM. Never mind when I was in. <laughs> so when I'm anti-MLM, I am still fired up. I am still on the defense. So I have to really like take a deep breath and like take a step back and be like, okay, what question can I ask next that isn't charged? So like take all of that, like, you're doing this, you're trying to manipulate me, like, you're trying to get me into a cult. Don't say any of that. It's not going to work. It's not helpful. Nobody is helped in that situation. Yeah, it's an attack. It, That's how they're going to take it. That's how they're going to take it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even though, like, think about just like anything that you're doing. If somebody comes at you, like, so say you're loading the dishwasher along, wrong. And I'm like, Katie, I can't believe that you loaded the dishwasher like that. You're so stupid. Why would you ever load the dishwasher this way? You're just going to be like, F off, Danielle. Like, yeah. I'm loading the dishwasher. This is how I load the dishwasher. This is how I've always loaded the dishwasher. Like, I might have the perfect method to loading a dishwasher for you to get the cleanest dishes. But because I just came off like that, you're not going to care about what I say at all yeah no I'm a typical millennial pat me on the head and tell me I'm a good girl and I will kill for you but like <laughs> tell me all the things I'm doing wrong and I just like curl up in a ball and die so yes. I just <laughs> right exactly and and I think like, that's how a lot of people are they it, you know it really is it really is so like if you're able to start with asking questions and then what you can do if you can get into enough of a conversation is you can kind of build up to being like huh well, I just uh, like, I just Googled what you just talked about. And wow, I just um went onto the FTC's website and they said that 99.8% of people um, don't make money in multi-level marketing companies. Um, what do you know about that? And then they might respond with their, um, their income disclosure. And that's like, that's a really great place to ask questions because if you what naturally happens when we look at these income disclosures is we will go all the way down to the bottom and we see how much we can make. Yeah. You That's just, not... and they're so black and white and awful. Like the income disclosures, when you look at it, like they're, it's terrible. It shows you, but like, you always think you can be at the top, right? You right. Just exactly. You can be that 1%. Right. And then like, but like they literally show you right there, but we always focus on like, okay. Like, so somebody will say, like, this is what always got me is like, oh, what didn't like $500 change your life? So I would look down to where I could make $500 a month and I would be like, okay, well that seems doable. Like yeah. when it's and like, okay, not everybody is looking to make the most either. Some right. people just want a couple hundred bucks extra. 
And that looks a little more obtainable. <laughs> it does look more obtainable. But then when you actually like break down the numbers and break down the percentages, most of these income disclosures are going to line up with what the FTC reports or um, what is it? ARP. Is that the other one? I have um, no idea. <laughs> there's another one. Uh, my, my brain is escaping me, but there's another one that also has one and it's a little, it's uh more in the MLM's favor. I think it's like 78% or something like that. Um, don't make money. Still a lot. Like we're still, still not a good number. Yeah. Not a good number. Um, like that you don't have 78% of people at stop and shop not making money. Like everyone at stop and shop makes makes money. They all go home with a check. Probably not enough in today's society, but they're still regularly making money for every hour that they work. Yeah, they're getting paid. So right. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's so upsetting and like, it gets like, you're flustered, right? Just talking about it, it gets you fired up, but like the average person is not fired up about it. So I'm ready to like do my part and start getting people fired up about it. Like, I'm not gonna, um, be quite on your level, but I definitely <laughs> want people to know that I don't agree and it's scammy and it's scummy and they need to go away period, or they need to change the change their model. Right. Right. No, exactly. And I think that this is such an interesting time to be in the anti-MLM world because there is a lot of stuff going on with the FTC and, um, things are going to be moving and it's going to take time. Like the government takes time. We all know this. It's annoying. It whatever, but it, things are moving. And unfortunately we can't come at it through this legal way or like the government route of just taking down these companies, um, it's going to be like really deconstructing the model. So right now they're talking about adding in a waiting period. So that would mean that if you wanted to join an MLM, Katie, you could sign all the paperwork and everything, but you wouldn't be able to start for seven days. Um, it gives people a little more time to think about things. Right. Yeah. Because well, and I think, things yeah. really are changing. And I think, um, an impact is being made because you're seeing like little instances where people, these business, these businesses quote unquote are starting to change their model. Right. right. And I think even like Tupperware going into the stores, like I, and stuff like that. I, I think you are, we are seeing like little changes too. Right. Absolutely. Um, and the hope is that we can kind of keep seeing these changes because, Ultimately, companies exist to serve us. I don't know why all of a sudden we've become a slave to all of these company companies, but like the reason that companies exist is to fill needs that regular people need for the most part, unless you're like a luxury company or whatever, then you're there for luxury people. Um, but like why why do these companies get to dictate the stuff when so many people are saying they're unhappy with it and saying that they're getting hurt. If enough people start stepping forward and saying this isn't okay, eventually they're they're gonna have to backpedal. Like kind of like what we're seeing with Netflix happen right now. Like they just announced that they're gonna do this like password lock thing. And I I haven't super followed it, but like from what I heard is that they backpedaled pretty fast because everyone was like, all right, well, we're all gonna cancel our Netflix accounts. Like this isn't convenient anymore. Um, I didn't hear that they backpedaled, but I heard that they were gonna do that. So yeah. I I don't know. I I haven't heard a lot 
like I hesitate. So that might not be true. Maybe I, I caught some misinformation. I, I, like I said, I haven't super followed it, but I did see a couple people talking about them backpedaling. Um, and also ever since I started hearing people talk about them backpedaling, I stopped hearing the Netflix stuff as yeah. much. Well, like as it if was... they're not making enough money off of us anyway. So, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, <sighs> so like, we should be able to have this pressure on our society to create the needs that we need as people. Like why we shouldn't be letting all these corporations walk all over us when they're there to help us. Like, that's the point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they should be listening to us. And I think, um, like I said, I kind of do think some of them are starting to listen. There's a lot of like public pressure on these companies right now. And yeah. a lot more people are finding out like the anti-MLM com um, community like blew up. Since, I feel like within the last couple of years yeah. and I, I, and you guys are loud and I think they're hearing it. They're hearing it. And I think it's really cool that we also have like Hollywood seems to be kind of on our side too, where like they often will poke like they'll add in an MLM episode where like somebody joins an MLM and then in their shows. And I think that's fabulous. Like the more that we can see this play out and it's being really shown in a not flattering light, like we need to keep showing the light and pointing the mirror the way it actually is. Um, because we have these people that are in that are being trained and brainwashed to put their, their fake foot forward, essentially, like they're putting on this show saying that they're making all this money when it's not happening. Um, and that's like this big contradiction that we have, right. Of like the knowledge versus what we see. Yeah. And just, well, just seeing it more. Yeah, absolutely. Seeing it more. It's, it's represent, it's representation. And then it's also educating people. Right. Exactly. All right. Is there anything else that you want to get into? Um, any other directions that you want to go? No, I think that's it. Like I said, this is probably going to be a short episode. Yeah. Um, I just, I just feel like enough people don't know. Um, and you guys are doing a really good job of educating people, but, um, I want to be a part of the solution. And so yeah. I'm going to take your advice and I'm going to go, um, maybe even today, Ooh. send that message to my friend and, um, and cancel my account. Like I've been pushing it off and it's been like a weight on my shoulder too, because I've been wanting to do it for, like I said, like a year, I've just been oh. pushing it off. Um, and I'll just feel so much better once I do it. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And it will be, it will be great to just know your credit card isn't hooked to it. I'm really excited <laughs> because I actually, um, I actually still have a Monet VIP account, but I can't get out of it because, um, you have to do so many orders. You um, can't get out of it. What the heck? Yeah, no, you're like contracted into a mandatory, like three orders or something like that. Um, so I never put in my third order cause I was like, I'm not like I had really bad results with the shampoo. Like it felt gross in my hair. It was terrible. Um, so my debit card changes this next month. So I'm really excited. <laughs> I can't believe that's like part, like you cannot cancel it. What the heck? That is so crazy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the, the Monet, I don't know if they've changed it. I mean, or any, like I said, I, I'm not like in the consuming part of the anti-MLM content yeah. world anymore um, as much. So I'm not really up to date with like new policy changes and all that jazz. Unless somebody comes on the show and tells me about it, then I know. But <laughs> um, yeah, when I joined, it was like you to be a VIP, you had to 
like commit to making three purchases. I don't remember if there was a certain dollar amount or if I misunderstood that. Um, but yeah, so I still get Monet emails and I'm just like, I can't wait until my debit card numbers change. <laughs> and I consider that my automatic, uh, termination from any like subscription services that I <laughs> this is my termination letter thank you yeah. <laughs> um like they can't get my money anymore so yeah all right so what is your anti-MLM why I think I don't even know how to word it but I think just people don't deserve to be scammed right and everybody deserves a piece of the pie and everybody's just trying to make a living and you know they deserve to and they're literally being scammed out of their money and scammed out of like a real opportunity to make money and make a difference in their life so yeah, yeah. that's what it is for me absolutely I think that that's such a lovely perfect perfectly <laughs> struggling to talk today but Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah I mean I I really appreciate you like being willing to share more. Um, what I always tell people is, you know, starting with sharing facts versus sharing catty memes is always better when it comes to education and stuff like that. And also like you're way less likely to alienate your friends. Um, like they might disagree with what you're posting, but if you're posting like factual things, you you can't fight facts. You know what I mean? Facts are facts. Opinions are opinions. So if you're posting like a TikTok or whatever that has like, like my TikToks are usually, I usually base my anti-MLM TikToks off of like myself and typically making fun of myself in them. But if you posted one of them to your story, um, like they're going to take it as a personal attack uh, because it's, that yeah, type it of, feels that way. Yeah, yeah. Type of content versus like an infographic that shares numbers and data and um, what's it called when you like, oh, citations, all that stuff. So that's always a good place to start. So anyways, if people want to reach out to you, if they want to listen to your podcast, can you just tell them where to find you one more time? Yes. And I, I have a favorite ask. Can I um, take 30 seconds to give my little podcast spiel real quick? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you like a little taste of my trailer. Yeah. So, hey guys, I'm Katie Kaufman, certified flower child, dog mom, day drinker, real housewife enthusiast, and all around bad bitch. I want to know your wildest stories, the craziest things you've ever done, and the best advice you've ever been given. That's why I'm sitting down with all my favorite people. So bust out the mimosas, get comfortable with me, and let's shoot the shit. Call it crazy, call it whatever the fuck you want, but shit's about to get real. Oh my so, God. <laughs> I just want to tell good stories. I would love to have you on my podcast someday if you're yeah. if you ever want to. I'd love to educate people on the anti-MLM um community and just, you know, the poor business practices. Um, but you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, all the things at, at call it crazy Katie. Love it. Yes. And that will be in the show notes too. So um, thank you so much, Katie. I am so excited that we got to have this conversation today. And I hope that it helps some people who are struggling with how to break off some of these relationships, um, or not necessarily break them off, break off the MLM part of the relationship, but keep their actual relationships. Um, and oh, the other thing I want to say just before we end is that if you are like doing this, remember 
that like trying to like tell a friend or whatever, remember that kindness is always the best way to actually keep your friendship still intact. So um, just be a good friend, be there when you, when they need you, don't support the MLM. And hopefully one day they'll remember that you were there for them when you needed them. Absolutely. That's yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we finally got to talk. Of course. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Bye.